Hey guys, this week's episode is brought to you by the official wallet of the Litecoin Underground. Cake Wallet is a non-custodial free wallet for Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Monero. The other part about this that's really cool is you can buy Litecoin inside the wallet. You can convert or exchange between Litecoin, Bitcoin, Monero, and some other cryptocurrencies without signing up for an account, without any limits. Go to CakeWallet.com or the App Store and get it today. You know they've been on the show They support the show. They love Litecoin. Support them. Welcome back to another episode of the Litecoin Underground Podcast. Uh, today's episode is actually going to be a recording mostly from our Twitter spaces on May 25th, 2022. So whether you like it or not, or whether you know the word bear market, the phrase bear market worries you or whatever, whatever we're in, um, it's kind of undeniable that um, the price coming down on both Bitcoin and Litecoin and you know some of the hype having settled down you know we saw the big luna crash and there's been just kind of a i don't know some kind of hangover from that i guess but it's really been very quiet on twitter the last uh, few weeks and and in a way it's been kind of nice it's been uh it's given us really time to maybe uh not be engaged in all the conversations about price or you know when's the top of the market there's not as many charts out there all the uh uh prognosticators as they call them aren't aren't really making the predictions they used to make so there's actually good productive conversation being had and it's kind of nice so what i wanted to do in this episode was really bring up uh, a number of different topics that i thought were interesting to to build communities so or to build our community obviously right um you know there were some about you know, do we have some regional, how do we build different regions out and how do we build, uh, the assets we do have, like look into Litecoin, um, as a really great website. And I think they're doing great things. What, how do we continue to build this together and, and grow together? And even some conversation about maybe a North American, I don't call it a foundation, but maybe like a, a grant that we do or a DAO or something like that. But, I don't know, it just generated some good conversation, and, and I like these episodes to try to be something that gives you guys a taste of what goes on in the spaces if you can't hear them. I try to, cl- you know, I try to clean them up as much as I can. I, you know, I'm, I feel like I could probably apologize for this every week. The audio is always going to be a little bit rough. I mean, for the most part, um, if people are using their phone... It's usually okay, but sometimes people have bad reception. Sometimes they're fumbling with their phone. Sometimes they have background noise. 
And so just in general, I'm going to give you an apology for all the times we do these spaces that the sound's just not going to be all that great sometimes. I don't know that it's a big deal. I'm just sure as a listener, sometimes it may be a bother. I listen to them. I'm used to it, so it doesn't bother me too much, but I don't know, just a a little technical thing. Hopefully we'll find a way to make it better in the future. So either way, I I hope you like it. And you know, there's a lot of talk on here about hosting Twitter spaces and YouTube interviews and all that type of stuff. If you have any way, if you're listening to this and you feel like there's any way you can help, um, if you want to write articles for Looking to Litecoin, if you have ideas for interviews or you have access to people that I can interview or that would want to interview me about Litecoin, uh, please reach out to me on Twitter at LTC Underground. Um, I'm always looking for ways to create content and collaborate, so I'm happy to talk to anybody about anything. So, so enjoy the episode and have a great week. All right, this is what I master I, since you're in here talking about it, and it actually makes me think about this stuff we're talking about, like with Doge or what are other communities going to develop. I think it would be helpful to have some sort of um. We'll call it user-driven. No, don't you start with me in the roadmap. A user-driven group that's like maybe doing things that are not at the level of the Litecoin Foundation, but that we all feel like, hey, this needs to get done. So, for example, uh, MWeb implementation on Cake Wallet. Let's say we go to them. We're like, hey, what does it take to get this done? Or whatever, whatever mobile wallets we decide, you know, Cake Wallet, Exodus, and somebody else, and they go, "Well, it's a lot of work. I don't know if I have the coding for it or whatever it might take." Well, you know, is it ten thousand bucks? Is it twenty-five thousand bucks? We have specific objectives that we raise money for as a community to get these things done. Now, that's an example. It could be any number of things. So it could be like, I love that do that tipping that doge wallet tipping thing i would love to see that on litecoin so maybe you have a a group of people that meet and talk about it we come up with ideas maybe it's these spaces put it out to the community and say what would you what would be the objective where should where should money go and it's a lot more like interactive into getting small community driven things done what do you think about that open forum here yeah I, th- I think it's a good idea the question is you know what kind of conduit how would you do that um you know selfishly thinking if we could invest into a pool of money like a dow for example and then go reach out to cake wallet and, and say hey cake wallet will help you implement mweb but we want x from you um would be another interesting way to do it well i thought about that so let's say you said, um, oh man, I, it was like an introductory. Oh, oh, this is actually a friend of mine just brought this up today. He said, man, I'd like to make a bunch of like seed cards, right? Like there's a dollar on it or something where it teaches somebody about Litecoin. You can hand them out. It's got five bucks on it. And I said, that'd be kind of cool. Print up like whatever, make 5,000 of them. That's 25,000 bucks. But then in, in corporation with that, maybe like you just said, Maybe there's a, a company that's willing to say, you know, like, let's just keep using cake as an example. They go, yeah, I'll, I'll split that with you. Put my name on it. 
every time, you know, when they go to, when they scan the QR code, it's going to jump to a page that's got cake wallet on it. Right. They're going to, that's going to be the default wallet. You're going to direct people to use. So it's a little bit of like, we're doing a little bit of work for them and they're helping out with projects like that. Um, Cause I started thinking about like, you know, when talking to Justin at cake, like he had this whole magic grants thing he brought up, which is a, a way of basically raising funding without having to go through the whole thing of creating a 501 C three. And then maybe we could have like a board. I don't know. It sounds very technical, but I feel like that's the direction we have to start going. Well, and I think by you having the name grant that it's yeah, <laughs> the grant grant. Yeah. Right. So just magic. do the grants through grant. Yeah, they're called, if you, you can look them up, they're called magicgrants.org. So they're multidisciplinary academic grants in cryptocurrencies. And he's all about like, can we, uh, can we stuff. set up a grant to uh, buy a bunch of maple syrup from Dan? <laughs> he, okay, here's the problem with maple syrup. There, Dan, there's got to be limitations. You only have so many trees, right? <laughs> he can just drive to Michigan yeah. or from... <laughs> It, it is not scalable. It, it, I don't sleep for about six weeks during season, so not scalable. What was the season like late fall, right? Uh, we went from the mid-February to the beginning of April, so I had six weeks that I went this year. I was totally wrong. Early spring. Yeah, we went, uh, we did about 5,500 gallons of sap, just bucket by bucket, tree by tree, me and my two boys. Oh my gosh. So what's that produce? Uh, I, got, I got about 130 gallons of syrup. Oh my gosh. You just boil it down essentially? Yep. Yep. That's all I do is put sap in a homemade boiler I made, boil, boil, boil. And then once I get it down, filter it and bottle it. And that's it. Dang. Could you take like, uh, could you take that and turn it into moonshine if you just kept going? <laughs> it ferments a little. It ferments a little different. It, it doesn't taste. Uh, it doesn't taste the best fermented. I've I've tried. How about uh, infusing it with CBDCs? <laughs> That's a little out of my uh, purveyance. I I don't even know what those are. I guess CBDs, not CBDs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even paying too much attention to cannabis, me. man. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I, it was probably before uh, quite a few of you guys were born. Uh, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're probably probably pretty similar. You're a Gen Xer. I'm the, I'm the late, the latest Gen Xers you can get. I'm a late Gen Xer. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the though. first uh, millennial. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'll look into this. This uh, whatever these magic grants. I can set something up with Justin. Actually, it might be best to try and do something as like a group. You know what I mean? To have, so it's not anything behind closed doors. Uh, just a question. Do you, do you guys foresee cake dragging their feet on this, that they need pushed like that or? Um, uh, no, I, it just I don't might not be so. as simple as like, clicking a button you know there might be some a lot of hours involved in making sure the coding works and um so that's the whole point is like if that you know if it's a cost 
it may slow things down. Sure. Well, what I saw, what I saw from the, uh, I think it's, what's his name? Uh, the owner of the owner of uh, cake. Vic. Uh, yeah. Vic. Yeah. I think he DM me or somewhere. They were specifically looking to hire uh, a Litecoin developer full time. And, and, you know, honestly, we don't have very many Litecoin developers and we really need to grow and build more developers for Litecoin. I, I think it is the bottleneck um, of this chain and integration, right? So, and probably if you, if you learn to integrate, you're just going to get hired by somebody else. But then we only have a couple of these guys, right? A handful of them, maybe less than 10 that are proficient in Litecoin. I 100% agree. I talked, I was talking to Why Litecoin the other day about this, like way, finding ways that we can have residual uh, funding that goes into development. And I know, look, I know the foundation is doing a lot of this stuff. They're trying to do this stuff too. But I think ultimately the fact that Charlie asked me to be on that thing the other day just confirms my belief that they really want to have the community run as much as possible. I'm thinking this is a great point. Like in terms of getting more developers, one thing to consider is doing a hackathon uh, where there's a prize for people who develop with Litecoin. Um, some sort of prize, you know, $2,000 would get a lot of developers interested in maybe just porting over some code from Bitcoin and uh, working that code into Litecoin and building a little something on it. Anything like that would actually... I think could have would really get a lot more people and a lot more developers interested into Litecoin. And then on top of it, having a jobs board like for Cake Wallet or um, anything else uh, would further incentivize people to look into it. Yeah, I'm not in the coding world or like the development world, so I don't know what you know. I don't know what the bottlenecks are. You really don't have to. Just to run an event, like to one for you would be great to be the host of the event, you know, to try all these different things that people develop in uh, for the event. There's a lot of things you could do outside of the coding aspect of it for a hackathon. Um, So yeah, that's actually, I think, I think that would be a great thing to do is a hackathon. Yep. I support that. I think that's it grant. And that would be the first grant that would be community funded would be the hackathon event. And it would be well, to well, give me an example. What would they have? What, give me what would they be doing for a well, hackathon? Or it's well, just like is that just a fancy name for a developathon? <laughs> well, you could just you could easily do something like I want you to build uh, an M Web integration for Cake Wallet, and here's Cake Wallet's uh, GitHub account, and go at it. And the first you don't person. Even... That... Sorry, sorry, Master. Uh, you only have to tell them what to do. Like, there's no just say here's OmniLight. Here's um, here's a Bitcoin core for uh, that hasn't been implemented onto Litecoin. And these are what has been built with that. So if you port the code over onto Litecoin and you build similar applications for Litecoin, you know, uh, anything like that could really be anything, really. Just let the let the developers choose what they're interested in. Uh, and uh, yeah, go from there. Soon, soon we're going to have the Litecoin labs. Right. Actually, yep. yeah, that would be a good place to hit up for yeah. some funding for a hackathon. Yeah. 
You know, I wonder um, if this might be an area that we could partner with folks in the Doge community on, because if you can hack something for Litecoin, it'll probably work on Dogecoin as well. Might be an interesting thought. True. Uh, that, uh, that did cross my mind for sure. That's definitely true. The one thing though about Dogecoin though is again it needs some it needs Segwit, I think first. Uh, once Segwit's on there, I think then it can implement OmniLite or uh, OmniLayer uh, and a few other things. But I think that's the one thing that's holding it back is Segwit. What? Yeah. What's going on with like with Dogecoin's you know development or do they have a foundation? I know it was pretty much, I don't want to say it was abandoned, but it was pretty abandoned up until, whatever, a year and a half ago. So I don't know what's come of that. Is anybody a close follower of Dogecoin? Is there a Dogecoin foundation? Yeah, there is, and there's a website. That's kind of why I created that roadmap, is because Dogecoin has a roadmap. roadmap. <laughs> hey, I think you understood roadmap. my beef with the roadmap. I understood what you were saying. Hey, I got rid of the hard fork. I was just using that to spin everybody up and think about some things because, you know, that can happen, right? Hard forks can happen, uh, and we don't want those to happen with Litecoin, but they can happen and they do happen on, on other chains. So we got to be thinking of a community or whatever uh, of how to protect or defend or have an offense on if you ever need to do a hard fork. All right. Engagement. Yeah, look at the Dogecoin Foundation as uh, advised by Vitalik. Oh, that's right. He paid a million bucks. How about yeah, that? Cause, yeah, because he wants right. to do a, he wants to do a, he wants to either merge it over proof of stake or do something with it on, on Ethereum. That's why he, he wants that community is what he wants. Hey, was that picture real of him? <laughs> you know what picture I'm talking about recently? Dude, they're all real. Victolic <laughs> is all like that. He's terrible. <laughs> That's no, why I will never use Ethereum. The thing with the girls, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all I remember is the, the penguin dance in 2017. <laughs> and I sold all my Ethereum when that happened. <laughs> anyway, all right, Robert Fraser, go ahead, man. Sorry. Yeah, I was a... I just want to comment on the, the engagement. Um, I kind of do a little bit of this um, in my day-to-day -day job. And I know the first thing uh, to actually get developers into a space is uh, make the on-ramp easy. We can, do, we can do a hackathon. We can do a ton of different events. But how easy is it to go from not being a developer to being a developer? Meaning, do we have documentation and um, consistency uh, around the, the IDE that you need, how to test? Uh, what, what are some of the known um, conventions that we follow? Like if, if we start to dial in on all this and we, we kind of make it very repeatable, we make the on-ramp repeatable, then I, think, then I think we can scale out onboarding a bunch of, a bunch of developers. I think about it the way um, if, you, if you work at a company and you start, they have a process to bring on new developers. You know, wh whatever it is, they go through this repeatable process. We, I think we need the same thing, documentation, Heck, even a sandbox, a, a light Litecoin uh, client that we could very easily write write code to. Well, All these you, things well, reduce reduce friction. You're right. Yeah, I 100% I agree with you. And just to play off of that a little bit, 
Um, Litecoin Core has a testnet. I mean, Bitcoin has a testnet, right? And then there's also, um, you could like look up Bitcoin Core, Core RPC. So essentially you could get Python to interact with the Bitcoin Core node. You could get Node to interact with the Bitcoin Core node. You could get TypeScript to interact with it as well. And all these different um, packages allow you to then program within whatever language you want. So you got Python, TypeScript, JavaScript that I know of. Um, and those are the things that need to be ported over onto Litecoin to allow developers to then build applications on top of it. So I know that there's one for Python that works pretty well. Uh, there's one for TypeScript that I've looked into and I want to port it over, but I just haven't found time. And then there's also Node and same thing. I haven't had time to port it over, but you know, once that's done, um, that that's the interface for developers to interact with the the the, the Litecoin Core node, uh, and allows them to develop applications on top of it. So, I think this is where we could speak to like maybe Loshan. There's whoever did the Flappening.watch obviously has something set up as well to interact with the Litecoin Core node. Uh, these type of people to consult with, I think, would be a good place to start with to figure out the documentation to see what they've done to then at least reduce the the friction for developers to get on board. But you're absolutely right. And that's something, making a package uh, for developers to do would be great. Yeah, I could, I'd totally down, if anybody wants to spin this up, totally down to help document, getting information ready, uh, like building example, like example projects. Here, here's how you can start being a Litecoin developer. Let's. Let's develop a simple wallet or whatever, whatever, like a, a hello world for onboarding a, de a developer. It's like if we get all that packaged up, I, th I think we could see some significant, um, significant changes in the development community. Hey, Robert, do I hear in yes. the background? Do I hear? Do I hear the sound of the miners? <laughs> no, that is actually an air fryer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have them turned on still? No, no, I got um, I, my second one just arrived too. I got, I got, so I have a total of three now. <laughs> but um, I, I have to, uh, I have to unplug my dryer, and then plug them into oh, that. And yeah, wife's not too happy about that. Are you running an L seven? Yes, I have one L seven. I just actually I found a block this morning. A full oh, block. Nice. Yeah. Well, I Are mean, you said, uh, yeah, I'm in Litecoin pool, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. the I didn't get the 12, but it was cool. Like I so I, I check it every day. Like okay, I'm, and then yeah, like, oh crap, it's fun. Found a block. That's Do you awesome. know how many they produce L7s, Bitmain? I don't know, but I do know uh, Compass, the the company who, who who I got it through. They bought 400 and sold 400. I heard, I so saw I, that they only produce like maybe 2,500, but I wanted to like see if there's any other sources out there. Yeah, I don't think it's too many. Um, but yeah, I know that Compass and uh, they, Compass hasn't, I mean, people are begging Compass to, to source more and they haven't, um, haven't put any more out. So like they know that they can sell them if, if they were to source them. So I don't know if there's any more out there right now. Yeah, I have no, my that, second order from August just arrived last week. <laughs> now it's from August. 
Yeah, I wonder if there's a strategy around that from Bitmain. Maybe it's just limited to chips or whatever for those memory chips. But I wonder if just looking at hash rate historically, I wonder if releasing more miners after the halving would be a good idea. So it looks like just uh, Hello Pal was a big miner. Yeah. They, they said they are under the current understanding that less than 2,500 are being produced with no further production planned in the foreseeable future. What a weird, what a weird release. Yeah, that was the source of information I got. And my, my initial thoughts, what Master said, is that it's just hard to source memory chips. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Are they for sale still? No. Yeah. No, they're sold out again. Yeah. Oh, I saw from Bitmain. Yeah, from Bitmain, they're sold out. Yeah. You can pick one up for about twenty-five. At some of these hosting host places. Man. Yeah. It's up well, now. they can mine. They can mine two popular chains, right? I mean, it's just like yeah. longevity of script mining is just ridiculous, and that's another hey, thing. Hang on, yours are just sitting there right now. I got two. One's online. I got two that I'm going to ship out hopefully next week. I had to find, it's ridiculously hard to find somebody who wants to take miners, but I think I got somebody. But I mean, it's really hard. Damn. I got the electricity. I just don't want to deal with the noise. <laughs> I got a chimney that literally, like, I could stick it up in the chimney and it would just vent straight out the top. Why don't you just build a soundproof box, Grant? I did. In the past, but I tore it down because I wanted a livable basement. <laughs> <laughs> I had sixteen machines down here, man. Right Ooh. behind where you saw where you where you saw me on video. Yeah, I built I built literally a soundproof like uh, framed in wall with foam inside and out, and then I took like a like a half inch or maybe three quarter inch sheet of like pink styrofoam that you put on the outside of your house. And I cut holes precisely the size of the fans, the exhaust fans. And I thought, this is perfect, right? It'll just suck everything out. But, dude, the force, it's unbelievable how much air is moving through those things. Because, like, a little corner would break loose and it would just start vibrating. Like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, I like this idea. I think we're heading, we're heading the right direction. So I'll, I invited Justin in here, but, you know, he's probably – it's kind of late, late minute, last notice, but I think it would be smart to do something like this. Maybe I'll try to do it on like a Saturday or Sunday. Um, invite a bunch of people in and maybe have him in there and learn about it or maybe do a video call. I don't know what would be the best way to do it, but um, yeah. And we build like a board, right? Have some kind of board to administer it, come up with ideas all the money is transparent, so it's not like any bullshit can go on. It's all held in like these multi-sig wallets, I think. I think the that more Bitcoin developers are gonna make the jump. I I do too. Because it's, it's, a waste it's of time. more approachable. It's more approachable. On the other yeah. side, you you can't do shit. I don't know if you have to or whatever, but it, well, even if if you need to. It's so difficult to do it. Well, I thought about that BIP 119. And yeah, Samson might have said, yeah, go try it on Litecoin as a bit of a joke. But 
if it's something that seems viable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is. Charlie said it would be just after um, after MWeb, just because there's limited developers. So I wonder what's David's history, right? So David is the lead Litecoin developer for MWeb. What's his history? I know he was on Grin, but was he also did he start as a Bitcoin developer? I don't know that. What's this guy? The guy's name's Jeremy Rubin, right? Who's like created BIP 119? Yes, sir. I hit him up like two years ago with CTV. I said, just do it on Litecoin. He said, all right, well, they got to they gotta initiate it. Imagine how bored Bitcoin developers must be. <laughs> I mean, anything they come up with is just shot down by these maximalist attitudes. The thing, the thing with CTV, I mean, is that there's a lot of uh, different proposals that do similar things that are in the wings as well. Um, it's 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 interesting, but um, I think Charlie himself has code on the multisig technology. You think he has what code? In Litecoin or? No, in the multisig, Bitcoin multisig. In the Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a... the, the kind of cool thing about CTV is like, like let's say like inheritance or like if you're like, it, you can set things up like a trust almost because you can put uh, different, um, uh, different parameters on yeah. when the coins can be spent. So you can say like, you know, oh, if I have a son, you know, and, and, you know, if he, you know, graduates college, then it's gonna, it's gonna release, you know, X amount of, you know, Satoshis or, or Litecoin or whatever per, per that, you know, smart contract, if you will. Um, and you can kind of set it up to where it's like a consistent um, payout, like, you know, effectively, if you got somebody that maybe as a beneficiary to something, but they're not very trustworthy with funds and you don't want to just give it all in a lump sum. You can kind of have, have it to where it'll funnel just enough to, well, enough for like expenses and stuff like that so that they don't gamble it away or whatever. So, I mean, there's some interesting implementations. He, 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 he did a good uh, interview with, um, with um, Lavera uh, recently on, on his podcast. Well, it was probably a couple months ago, but, but he dove into it pretty well. That's multi-sig wallets by default <laughs> on the chain. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, that's all Greek to me, man. No offense, Baglamas. <laughs> did, did, did you hear that saying when you came over? Like, you said you're from Greece, right? Did you come yeah. here and be like, why does everyone say it's all Greek to me? Like, did that confuse you? <laughs> It's all, it's all English to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, shit. All right. Well, Wait. yeah, I'll start working on that. At least getting the, getting the, uh, I think we're, I mean, look, guys, whether you want to believe it or not, Master won't agree to this, but I think it's becoming obvious. I don't know that we have this, some price explosion coming tomorrow. So we might be in a bear market here. We might be in a, a quiet time, which this is probably the best time to sit and think of these things and build them before. It gets too busy, right? Um, when you think it's over, think again. All right, all right. I hope, shit. I hope we go nuts. It'd be great. It makes all these things a lot easier, right? 
But if we can build it, and then there's like tax deductible donations, better to have it set up before that all happens, right? <laughs> all right. So the other thing that Master I was saying at the beginning, I don't know if you heard, was talking about building out your building out the community. Um, and I like your website as the foundation of that. So go with me on this brain uh, dump here. So take, for example, let's say we found someone, let's say we got Miss Team Crypto, right? She's all into NFTs. That's her NFT world. And you can build like a network of, we'll call them, I don't know, accounts or influencers or people that have followings that create like their own subsection of the look into Litecoin umbrella. So we just call it NFT world. It doesn't have Litecoin's name on it, nothing like that. It's just its own, like, it acts as its own thing. And you treat it like those Litecoin gaming guys opened my eyes to something. That you can sell advertising as a, um, as a group, right? So you can say, look, if you advertise with Look Into Litecoin, you not only get Look Into Litecoin, you get the NFT world, you get this metaverse site, you get maybe like a, I don't know, an Ethereum thing and build like a media empire, right? <laughs> with the purpose of you can use that money again to help with development, yada, yada, yada. You're doing a great job and maybe we need to start small. Uh, have you thought of things like this? Are you trying to look at avenues to grow your site? Yeah, no, we absolutely are looking for ways to grow our site. So right now we have, I think we have like 10 writers who contribute to articles mainly on the site. You know, the site also offers other areas, but right now we're getting the most eyeballs based on articles that are written. Um, but absolutely, yeah, if, if you look at all the top accounts in crypto right now, they are uh, Cointelegraph, Coindesk, Bitcoin Magazine. You know, if you look at the top five to 10 accounts that get all the engagements, they're all the, the crypto media uh, outlets. So what I would say to everyone in this chat, um, you should start a Litecoin media company um, and compete with us or join us because we have a bright future ahead and we are we are seeing just traction every day we post something we're growing and growing um you know we just started in february really hard with the articles and you would be surprised the amount of people who are coming to the to our uh, website and you know they're coming they're looking they're subscribing to the newsletter that we send out every week um, you know, we're just, we, we can do a better job of all that, but we're learning together and we're working hard together. Um, you know, and if we see a nice price run up, a lot of these people are going to be able to work full time if they choose on looking to Litecoin. So the future is bright. And if anybody here wants to help contribute, uh, we would love to have you help us. Uh, we have a private, uh, Twitter DM channel, uh, where we all kind of talk about articles that we're going to write. Um, and so I would love to see more people in there, uh, you know, helping us. And we haven't really figured out how we're going to form the, you know, a future company around that. Right now it's just under my sole proprietor, proprietor um, company, uh, LLC. But, 
going forward, I would totally want to make other people, you know, have equity in that company as members. Um, and so I'm totally open to that. You know, I'm not here to make millions of dollars off this particular site. The way I see it is you invest in Litecoin and then you build on top of it. And so if, you know, looking to Litecoin does a great job, then as an investor holding Litecoin, it should go up. Yeah. And so like, cause one of the things that's tough is like content. Right. And that was what got me thinking about, like if I had a place where it was, I had these partner sites where, you know, there's, let's say four or five different areas and I can go on their shows and they can come on my shows and you can do podcasts. And, and there's like this inner, this family, this is what's happening in the Bitcoin world, by the way, right now, but they're just focused on all Bitcoin, which is fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not hating on them. That's how they want to live their life. But to me, I think there's an opportunity to kind of put, to give ourselves a more like intertwined nature because Litecoin really is so usable and accessible for so many people. And we got, we already have, I mean, does Dogecoin partnership make sense? And I'm, I'm shooting long-term here the way I'm thinking, but I just see this as yeah, not, of course it does. not a big stretch because one thing people, when they have, it's hard to monetize as an individual. So take someone, I'm, I keep using Miss Teen. I think she's doing fine. She has 40,000 followers. I'm sure she's doing well. She's got some sponsorships. Good for her. But if you could go to, if she could go to like, or let's say master, you're running the show and you go to, I don't know, Coinbase, you say, look, between all these 20, whatever, five different sites, I've got a hundred thousand monthly listeners that are all crypto oriented people. That's way more powerful than just her by herself going, I've got, you know, 20,000 followers or I have 2,500 people that watch my show. So like, that's the idea is this conglomerate. That's what that Litecoin gaming did. I was like, wow, these gaming guys have got it down. They're getting huge sponsorships because they are geared at a core audience and they have this broad network of talent, so to speak. What if we targeted writing articles for Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Dogecoin, the three instead of just Litecoin? All right, Master, don't take my idea. This is my idea. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, uh, I thought you should, I think you could do the POW block, the proof yeah, of Indigo, work. Yeah, Indigo, that's a that's a great idea. Um, you know, we have written articles already around Bitcoin, so uh, yeah, totally creating something like you know Coin Telegraph or Coin Desk would be good too. You know, I really wish we had the Nakamoto stand the Nakamoto Standard domain. I have the other two. I have NakamotoStandard.net, but Kyle got .com before me. Um, that's the one thing is like, I would think it would be, it would be great. Like if we wrote articles on all three, you know, because obviously Litecoin does have an image brand. So some image issues uh, that people really like dig into the narratives that really aren't justified as we all know. But if we could also lean on Dogecoin and Bitcoin as well, I think tapping into that audience, because I definitely know there are Bitcoin People out there that may seem like Bitcoin maximalists, but they're still interested in Litecoin. Um, and there's definitely people in Dogecoin who's interested in Litecoin and Bitcoin. So writing articles, I think, for all three would tap into a much larger larger audience. Yeah, you're right. That's a great idea. Yeah. Go, go get the how about go get dig into Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> 
But the the other the biggest opportunity though, Grant, that I see here that uh, I'm just going to push you a little bit is I think you have the whole uh, what would you call it? Just that you have everything. You have all the pieces to become somebody as popular if you choose to be somebody as popular as maybe like a Peter McCormick or like a Stephen Levera or Stephen Levera or, um, you know, those other, like a Lynn Alden, right. You, you, you may feel intimidated potentially, but, um, I think that you have all that there to help promote Litecoin. And so we're always like, who's the, who's the Michael Saylor for Litecoin or who's the, who's the Elon Musk. It's, it's Grant. Grant (laughs) is the Michael Saylor of Litecoin. And, you know, one thing that I would really like to see from you is consistency. You know, you are very consistent when it comes to these spaces, but I think I would love to see more videos that you've been doing. Those have been great. Um, If you could do those, you know, more frequently, I'd appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, the videos just, what do you like? Do you like, I like, you know, what's funny is when I first started the videos, just doing the Twitter videos where I just fire up the camera and just go, that seemed to actually get a lot of, that got a lot of attention for having like a two minute video. Yeah. I think you should absolutely do a a weekly video of uh, just talking about the articles that look into Litecoin rights each week. Uh, Just a short video um, put on, you know, when you do the video, put the look into Litecoin branding on your, on your uh, video there. um, And that'll help grow our community. Videos. Well, I appreciate you guys are all so complimentary me all the time. And uh, it, it is definitely, I want to say it's it's not intimidating as much as it is. I, I don't know necessarily what to do all the time, right? I've never built, a, done anything social media wise. Okay, do you think uh, I should ask the foundation to basically take over their YouTube <laughs> Because I don't know if you noticed anything about their YouTube. I think I think no. I, I would think that uh, you either start a look into Litecoin, look into uh, Litecoin Underground YouTube, or look into Litecoin. That's what I would recommend. Because the foundation had like before last week had one video in three years. Yeah, I think, you know, you want to stay outside of the foundation umbrella just because it would take away, you know, a lot of freedoms. Maybe, you know, it probably wouldn't, but maybe it would put the impression on you. Oh, maybe I shouldn't cover this without getting permission or something of that effect. Yeah, that's fair. And and I've, I've purposely tried to not entangle myself too much with the foundation. Not because, again, nothing against them, but I feel like it. I like being able to be the alternate to them. Yeah, exactly. And, and keep in mind that we're trying to, you know, do this decentralized, right? So I, I purposely am not trying to be involved in the foundation just for that reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I like about your brand underground is that you do talk about other projects too. Obviously it's focused on Litecoin, but you will talk about other projects as well. So whether you continue to build your own brand as Litecoin Underground or if you partner with Look Into Litecoin or something like that, uh, I think that's very unique from what the foundation is doing. Well, who's a video editor? <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I would love to do 
oh, Dgen's gonna Dgen's gonna come uh, talk about the foundation probably. But if if I'm happy to create content where I'm no good is like graphics, uh, transitions, editing. You what's know, the, what's the software you just used for the MWeb launch or activation? Uh, Streamyard, it's called. That's good. Yeah, for that's, that seems to work really well. I mean, it seems easy and easy to watch. Yeah, I got to get a better camera, but um, no, I hear what you're saying. I'll th- I, you know what? I my next step, honestly, was my number four on the list today is educational videos that's what i want to do next what 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 would it what would it take for you to what would it take for you to get a better camera and um do more of these things like do you need funding or you just need time or what do you need from anybody yeah i need time i mean i I honestly was like i think after thursday night dude i was burnt out because i did a long spaces on wednesday night we were i don't know we were up till like two in the morning here wednesdays drinking and shit and i woke up went to work and then i mean god how late were we up on thursday night and i just needed a break you know yeah well here's what you should do is you should uh cut the spaces down to a couple hours man you're gonna burn out (laughs) i'm glad they're only one a week i can tell you that that's what's third on my list i need some of you guys to do more spaces like seriously take a schedule, do them once a week. If that's at the very minimum, even if you don't feel like you can talk or you're no good at them, a reason for people from different parts of the world at different times, or they work a night shift or whatever, they can't make it to this one. Okay. They can make it 10 o'clock on Tuesdays, 10 AM. Great. And then when I'm in here, I'm going to go, Hey guys, you know, you're going to keep a schedule of this, by the way, I'm looking to Litecoin master. And I'm going to say, Hey, Tuesdays, go talk to Indigo, um, whatever. Thursdays, why Litecoin has a show. Metacurmit does a privacy show on Sunday nights at midnight because he's all creepy and shit. <laughs> we have a whole thing going on, you know? And it's like a radio show, and we can advertise each other's shows. And when I go on their show, hey, maybe I bring some of the people that are here into their show and vice versa. They adopt some new people and bring them into this one. And so it's a broad network of voices. It can't just be me, Master. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, um, and I do agree with you. It's just, I think a lot of us aren't really sure this medium is a little bit different, a little bit unique. You're kind of tied to your phone a lot of the times, um, and so it's, it's a it's a time commitment for me, at least. Right? It may not seem like that, but it is for me uh, yeah. to do these. Uh, and and you know that you do these very consistently. So you know, I think that having uh, a time slots would be a cool idea we've talked about it for a while it's just nobody's stepped up but i think it just takes time right and people have to get more comfortable with really what they would talk about and what they would do or you know for me i would probably just want to do like a ask me anything or something is what i would want to do just because a lot of times i typically i'm more of a listener and then i'll just you know put my input in but um so that might be something i would, would be willing to do so just to add on to that real quick, though, is that like I know one guy, um, Logscale, he didn't even talk most of the time. He just facilitated the space for people to talk, and he did it consistently. Um, so actually, with that being said, I am going to host a space Sunday, 12 UTC. How about that? What's that, what's that mean to 
us Americans. You got you got to figure that out because I'm in the Philippines. Is that that's right? Greenwich time? Is that Greenwich time? Yeah, if you like open up Trading View, it was like three hours ago. So, what? I think we should all 12, also speak on UTC time because everyone's UTC? from all over the world. Twelve a.m. UTC or twelve p.m. Zero mm, hundred UTC. Yeah, I mean that's when the candles close. So twelve. Basically, UTC. yeah. Yeah, so all you have to do is go on Google and say, write in UTC time now, and whatever your location is, it will tell you what that time is for. All right, so eight, it's 8 o'clock, so we're, I'm four hours behind UTC. Okay, that's easy. So you're going to do it so, on Sunday, okay. Yeah, it's Monday for me. It's uh, Wednesday for you right now, right? So. Yep. Yeah, what right, time is Sunday, it over there? Sunday. Uh, okay, so set, here's 11 a.m. Jay did give me good advice too. Um, set the reminders out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That is helpful. The um, thing that might right, help you is if, the thing that might help on that grant is if you showed up to Indigo Space, you know, for a couple weeks or so to kind of help yeah, move your audience yeah, over. That's what I mean. I think the cross-breeding of content, because, yeah, you need, I don't know, even if it's just like, hey, you know, tell us what you talked about last week at Wednesday Spaces, and we can talk about this, and maybe just prompt some conversation. Um, or even like he said, just facilitating the venue. You might get some people to come in, and they want to talk, and this is all naturally developed. You know what I mean? Like, you're in here, Indigo, Meta, Start, you know, he, he was here for a while, and then he left, and then he came back. And Robert McFraser's taking some time to slowly start talking more about. You know, this has become kind of a a group, right? We're a group of friends. It didn't happen day one, so it takes some time to build that. I I got one other idea written down. I got all these ideas. I'm liking where this is going. Is uh, I keep coming back to like these regions of the world. That we have to have like Litecoin, whatever we want to call it, Litecoin Brazil, Litecoin Europe, Litecoin India, Litecoin Philippines, Indigo. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I feel like that's a, if we can find people in those places to run, maybe it's just basic as Twitter spaces, or maybe there's YouTubers out there. What do you think? I'm just thinking in the Philippines for here, the one issue is um, the biggest exchange I feel like is run by, I don't know, but they don't have Litecoin, even though Litecoin is accessible here by one exchange, is coins.ph. They have Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ripple, Ethereum, everything but Litecoin, it seems like. Yeah, like, uh, whatever, Mamie Crypto, like I said, she's in Brazil. I reached out to her. I asked her about it. She replied was kind of like yeah i could do something like that but again i don't know if she feels like she would need support it's not easy to just jump on a mic i understand it's not a you have to have a certain kind of personality and willingness to carry a conversation so it doesn't work for everybody john kim should be doing these things damn it he's busy cooking dude yeah i got you He's 
I mean, for all the YouTube stuff he's done, he's never really done a tourist space, has he? Like, I've always seen him just, like, come in and out of his space. He came here one time, I think. Maybe twice. That was, like, real early on. It was, like, back in November. It, it looks like he's going to come back with the podcast with um, Ben and Jason, it sounds like, with a better video editor or something. All right. Okay, we'll move on from that. The regional office, but just keep it in mind. If you have somebody you see and you're like, "Oh man, they might be a good like Litecoin ambassador in a certain part of the world," say, "Hey man, you should start a Twitter Spaces, something." Who wants to do the the? Well, I'll reach out to Justin at uh, Cake Wallet, and we'll work on this grant fund or whatever it is, the Magic Grants. If I need somebody, if I'm going to do all this other stuff, somebody's got to take control of that. Is that going to be you, Master? Or is he gone? He left. I don't know. Who do you guys, would? who would you want to be in charge of something like that? Bringing up new community projects and stuff. Bog the mask. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm down with Bogomas being on there. I like Satoshi South. That's somebody I put out there as an idea because he's got that whole banking connection. He's a sharp dude. What are you guys talking about? You're gonna be we're, you're gonna be president of the board on our Litecoin fund. <laughs> Me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We voted while you were while you were away. We voted on it. Fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first order of business, Baglamas? <laughs> Buy Litecoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he's a oh Satoshi South. You're in here. Why don't you come up here, man? So you seem like a guy who's uh, probably done stuff like this before. So um, deferring. I, I to like you. the idea. I like the idea of a DAO and buying real estate. Yeah, what's that all about? I, I got to understand what, how does that benefit Litecoin? <laughs> Adoption. How does that, how does that equal adoption? Taking Litecoin and turning it into real estate. <laughs> all right. Are you asking me? Because I can answer that question. So Tennessee sure. is the second state. Wyoming was the first that has legalized DAOs, right? So in 2017, when I first bought Ethereum, in my head, kind of Ethereum would just begin to buy up the world, right? But it, it never materialized. It, it never quite, it, it, it's not going to happen on just a chain. So what a DAO does is it makes it legal <coughs> to... It's a it's a legal entity, right? So it's not an LLC, it's not a C corp or an S corp. It's a DAO, and that's a really powerful thing because what you just did is created a trustless organization that's decentralized. So that's the fundamental concept of a DAO. So it's all about decentralization, and that's that's the connection. Is that helpful? Yeah, but how does how does People giving or you know, contributing to a DAO and raising money to then turn around and buy 
real estate, how does that benefit a Litecoin user? Well, it would benefit the user from a uh, standpoint of an asset, a real asset that that grows in value, right? So it's not only Litecoin, but it's Litecoin and uh, real estate, right? Both of which are assets. So that's a, so you're looking as like an investment vehicle. Oh yeah, absolutely. A place to park. No, no, so coins. let me let me tell you what what I'm working on right now. And when I say I'm working on it, this isn't my idea and I'm spearheading it. This is, hey, you, <laughs> you're going to do this and this is why, right? So there's a lot of crypto money in Nashville right now. And we've been asked to do basically a uh, blockchain alliance, right? So th- that's what I think that you're really hinting at. So you don't necessarily want an organization where you can not pay taxes or whatever you you want an organization that's effective and does something and so where a lot of cities right now are scratching their head is i'll I'll use nashville as example nashville has a lot of crypto money in it right now but it's not correlated it's not tied together it's it's not on an active mission for blockchain it's it's fragmented so if we had, and I'm kind of tying the two together, if we had a Litecoin alliance, right? So a legitimate organization that could be a DAO or an LLC or whatever it is, just a regular alliance, then what we could potentially do is raise funds, uh, be able to receive donations, be able to charge membership dues. Well, all that sucks, right? Hold, bear, bear with me. But then take that money and use it like an alliance would and then get the politicians that you want in office, right? You become a, a force. So it doesn't happen overnight. But one of the things that I'm really, and, and I'm in this space nine to five, seven days a week, right? So this is one of the ideas we have that has legs to have an organization that's actually benefiting the space and people want to be a part of it because your voice now matters. Your voice now has assets behind it. Your voice now puts politicians into the right office. And that to me, that's what that looks like. So I won't dominate the, the time, but as far as the really smart people out there, that's what they're doing. They're forming alliances and putting their, powers together and creating real change. And I, I think that's, that's the prize. All right. I mean, that, and that's kind of where I envisioned, you know, I said, what, what, whatever structure this thing takes, um, you know, one, actually one thing I meant to bring up when master's in here, but I think Joe, John, as you brought up is like a, the Litecoin mining council. Right, like some sort of group to represent Litecoin as well as Bitcoin when it comes to that stuff. Because what's what's so dumb is in this world about the media is that you put a name on something, you call something the Litecoin Mining Council, and then you create some sort of press release or something, and newspapers will print it because you have a very official sounding name and it has more impact than if you're just some random dude on Twitter. You know? Maybe. And and I say maybe because, again, I'm in this space now, too. 
Newspapers don't print shit. <laughs> All right, unless well, you yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, it, it it carries more weight, I guess. When it my has my point is that all of this needs to be an organized effort because back in the day, you could go out with a good attitude and a good idea and make some stuff happen. It's really difficult to do that now. You need funds, so that's the organization piece. It's critical, and that's what I'm finding out. All right. Well, that's why you're on the board. That's why I nominated you. <laughs> Are you ready to be part of some sort of Litecoin thing? Or is there a conflict of interest because of your business? All the stuff I learn out there, I want to apply to Litecoin and make it great. So I am your man. So any place you can see me to where I can affect change, I would love that that responsibility. Well, who would be a good person? Like, who's building an alliance or whatever you want to call it? Who's doing it right now? Who do you think is building a good model? Well, I mean, just between us girls, you know, because I know no one else is listening. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But in Nashville, the company that's really rallying people is Valkyrie. So they have a lot of money. They have a lot of influence. And they are building a team that can be effective. So that's where I get my modeling from. 